This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode number 95, recording on Friday the 28th of July for Cheese, which is Saturday the 29th for me. Today we talked about Upland and the AMA questions after the AMA. Looked into Oni Force a bit and how it can be something pretty big within Upland. And finally, dove into some interesting articles. Pew, mama! Get yourselves ready to lickety split dive into a Subarashine episode of... <laughs> the worst show ever. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. cheese. One is a wanker, one's like a song. One's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs. Interviewing all the real crypto Hello and welcome to Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. I'm here with my co-host Ben. This is episode 95. Ben? Staying alive. Staying Staying alive. alive. Everyone practice your CPR. Uh, 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 uh. Yes. (laughs) That's a good joke. That's a good joke, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. It was awesome. I wish you started the show with five. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. We've got a fair bit to cover this week as per usual. Maybe not a buttload, but definitely a couple of pockets full. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> um, we'll just dive into it. We'll just dive into it and we'll hopefully race through it today because there's a lot going on. Um, have you collected your free McLaren NFT? There's another race on this weekend, Chase. Yes. Yes. Thanks to you. And yes. thanks to this show. Thank you, Wine and Cheese. <laughs> yes, and I seem to have got a bonus one. Look at this, oh, a little bonus one. Really oh. nice. Yes, I don't know what that is. I'll have to dive into that later. It may be to do with a different campaign they've got going on. Look at this. I just saw this pop up. Oh, it's going to reload. And you have all of them, right? Yes, so far so good. I haven't skipped any. Moments that make our legacy. So the McLaren team is basically doing the equivalent of spotlights, I guess. It seems to be the case. So for 60 years, McLaren have been at the heart of Formula One, bringing some of the most memorable moments in motor racing to fans all around the world. Collect and own some of these with McLaren moments. Now, I did click on that. I believe it's seven pounds. So that works out to about, I don't know, 20-something Australian dollars. Maybe, I don't know, 18 US, something like that. So it's not unreasonable. Yeah. 
So Tezos Wallet, if you've already been collecting your free ones, you've already got a Tezos Wallet, claim a McLaren Moments pack. Each pack has three moments from the total set of 18 collectibles. Each moment could be common rare or ultra rare. So it seems like at least you've got an equal chance of that. You know, if you just buy that pack, you have a chance at least. Um, collect to access incredible rewards. That's the same as the freebies. So rewarding moments, pole positions, podiums and trophies are all part of McLaren's history. Whether it's winning multiple constructors or drivers championships, we understand the importance of reward. As you build your collection of McLaren moments, you will have the opportunity to claim rewards as you complete different tiers of rarity. Now, oh, here we go. Look, rarity versus rewards, common. Now, I don't rare. have a Tezos wallet. I've been putting it in my Google thing. I signed in via Google, but that automatically, automatically creates you a Tezos wallet. Ah, I believe. that's good to know. Yes, I believe so. Don't um, I'm quoting hold you. my nuts to the fire on it, but yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that looks like what I got. Maybe I got one of those common ones for free for having all of the, mm. the ones to date so far. Now, that one that I had appeared to be static, although I haven't actually clicked on it. Look at his chops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, back in the back in the day, that was all the rage. I don't know if that's going to be a. When I was young and mad again. No, so it's not a video. It's just a side to side swingy shiny thing. <laughs> Collectible details. Here we go. Smart contract address. Blockchain tesos. Okay, so yeah, um, I'm definitely going to buy at least one of these. Just to say I did it, like I said, it's not unreasonably priced. It appears that you can buy it You can buy it with Tezos or with, um, what do you call it, the old CCC credit cards, five CCC. pounds. Sorry, I said seven pounds, didn't I? Five pounds. <clears throat> I really like the way the package looks too. It, like, yeah, it looks so. inviting with that little highlight wonder, shadow. I wonder if... I'll buy one and I'll see if if it doesn't automatically pack rip. If it's a pack break that I can do, I'll save it. I won't open it till next week's show. How about that? Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Right. Yeah, five pounds. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, three kind of things. So, but yeah, don't forget you can get the ones for absolutely one hundred percent all free. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? All right, uplandy news. Uh, let me x out of those. Save my laptop a bit. So Q3 roadmap and AMA, we went over this fairly extensively. You led us through the discussion on the UDU podcast. Is there anything else that did you catch the um, the recordings on the back end, the AMA? Um, I didn't look at the AMA because I heard it was canceled. Um, I didn't want them to say like something like, oh, that was in the AMA that didn't count. But I did catch the after AMA questions thing where um des jack was there a few uh oh, oh my god was there is that his name oh my god he's really i am god i, I am god. Or something. yes yeah. i am god i am he's really a big supporter in yep. in upland so you know i'm i'm uh, grateful he was there he asked they asked some questions they didn't ask about the royalties though um they does jack did ask about voting and you know, will there be more voting? And and um, <clears throat> I keep calling him Udan, Idan, 
Idan said that there will be more voting coming in the future, that yep. uh, does Jack kind of like made it seem like the voting for the llama name for the female was a bit of a joke and it was just like, it, it wasn't really tasteful. And I agree. Like if you're going to have a voting thing in there, um, at least have a few serious votes in there before you put a joke one in there. And well, he, that's it's. It, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I was going to say it seems like they're entrusting us, the community, to vote with just stuff that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And yet they're still making all the big decisions all themselves. That's not yes. decentralized. It's not. Yeah. So yeah. he came back with a kind of, in my opinion, weak answer by saying, "Oh, we didn't think of it that way, but yeah, we'll we'll start doing more votes." Like I'm a I'm an action person. Um, you could say whatever you want, and it'll just fly over my head until I kind of see it um i am a big supporter of upland and i do wish that they going forward that they do put more of the decisions in the community's hands yes absolutely um i kind of did you watch the playback video of that of what the ama part where des jack and them were up asking those questions um it was actually separate because so when when the ama came out into youtube they posted yeah. two links so one was the ama and one was the afterwards question that's the one i listened to yeah that's i i it felt really weird looking at it i'm like it feels uncomfortable like all these people just standing there like sit down <laughs> have a chat sit down around the fire or sit down around something i don't know it just seemed weird they're yeah. like just standing there maybe they need virtual drinks in their hands or something i don't know it just well, seemed uh -huh. weird does Jack did have another good idea to have it like kind of like Genesis week where you have tables and you could go to each table for an each uh, different upland um, authority and just kind of like ask questions based on each table, blah, 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 yeah. to have a more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now we kind of talked about some of the things that we thought were glaring, um, well, things that weren't covered in that. I mentioned the there's no wax out system seemingly being worked on in the roadmap and also the creator royalties. That's the biggest one for me. Yeah, I'm surprised um, this Jack didn't ask that because she was like a big, you know, yeah. uh, promoter of that and whatnot. Maybe, you know, when you're in, in the moment, a lot of stuff. And she did ask a lot of questions. So, ka yes. Oh, no, ka in March 2020, uh, March 2022 this year, they said, Ching introducing creator royalties for Upland. Um, this came through and we were like, thank goodness, because how, how else are you going to attract, you know, serious UGC, you know, people or companies to the mix if they're not going to have a royalty system? Um, there was no mention of... There was no mention of the mechanics for this, the the maths for this, nothing. So we thought, oh, okay, there must be more information coming soon. But it seems like this has just been put together as a way to just um, put some grease on the squeaky wheel. Because nah. for that for that not to be mentioned yeah. in the Q3 roadmap stuff, that's well, it's disappointing at the very least. So. Yeah. Because like I said, we're we're probably Samurai Aquatics and Daco, we're probably at what, thirty-five million in total sales, primary sales, let alone all the secondary sales that are going on. So secondary sales are a big chunk of that. Are we gonna get back paid for over a year and a half's worth of you know transactions? Or is it yeah. just gonna be okay we're in two thousand and twenty four now, the royalties start now. Yeah. 
it's um, a bit of a strange one. So that was definitely something that stuck out to me. And then you did ask as well in, um, sorry, I'm looking for my eyeglass cleaner. You did ask as well in the um, UCN channel about it. And you yeah. were kind of given an answer. Uh, well, it was just, yeah, we're definitely working on it. We just can't give you a time frame. So it's an, it's an eventually. So yeah. I, I just wonder because, you know, they've got all these official partners like Jackie Sai and all that. I, I wonder if that's already set up for them or whether they just sign a different contract at the get-go because, you know. More than positive. They got a better, much better deal. Oh, they definitely got a much better deal and they probably should do too because um, it's a different thing, but. You'd, we're making like them money see. when when we yeah, sell you, our stuff we're we're oh, they're making money from us too definitely yeah when you think about the transaction fees either side especially even just m- moving stuff from showroom to showroom it's a goddamn logistical nightmare how are you enjoying that by the way you're welcome to my nightmare yeah i'm i'm all right with it for now i mean i'm i guess i have to do i have to have a um mine and 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 like both things in order to fully appreciate <laughs> the madness. Yes. I um I just caught up to it as you know. I finally cleared out our lot and then we had a hundred and twenty-five of the monuments all finish at once. Wow. So, like, so I moved all those and then we've got Christmas spirals pumping off the line now too. So I'm trying to I I never <laughs> want to get back into a situation where I have three hundred and fifty or something items to move just sitting there because it becomes overwhelming and just like oh, yeah. uh, not today not today and then it's months and months go by so i'm trying I to do keep like up with it. 40 and then i'm ready to like kill somebody <laughs> yeah. i'm like no let me go do something else yes absolutely but it's a very privileged position to be yes. in too so it's important not to lose sight of that fact yes. as well Oh, now, some I did hear people have mentioned, um, somebody said in chat, oh, is outdoor decor is out of better. Is it? That's news to me. Did you know outdoor decor is out of better now? Oh, I think that was something Danny said in the AMA in, uh, when it was starting, and I think yeah. they're they're getting it out of what she said. Yeah. I don't know. I really should have been... watched the AMA. <laughs> like I said, I was going to do. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's been no mention of it in the actual Outdoor Decor Better channel. There's, it's still just us Decor Better participants just talking to ourselves, basically. Every now and then, the set will jump in and say, oh, okay, I'll pass that on. But, yeah, who knows? So I did see um, last night a vast swathe of MetaVentures have just been approved. Yeah. So. There's a lot of people saying, yay, that's I've been it's been sitting there for over a year. And I did see, I forget the name, but there's somebody who's in the same position as Finsky, where they applied for their MetaVenture more than a year ago. They've since sold that property and they got congratulations, your MetaVenture's ready to open, but they don't own the property anymore. What? Why did he so, sell it? Well, it's easy to do if if you hear nothing back for you know over a year, you think, oh well, it's not happening, so you sell it or move on. Or I, I I've done that too, where it's a tricky situation. See, like if if I get a property swap for something, like I got to hold somebody's property as part of some deal, 
I usually put that up for sale for 68 million UPEX. Yeah. Nobody's going to buy that. And then if I'm going through on one of my sales rampages, if I see something that's in Queens, that's 68 million, well, I know immediately, oh, okay, don't but touch don't that. Touch I, don't, it. I don't know what that is, but if I need to find out, I can go back through and find out. But I just definitely know not to touch it. But see, if you apply for a meta venture, you can't put it up for sale. That's because- true. So you're kind of screwed. So <clears throat> I, I could see myself very easily doing something like this when I'm on one of my, like I said, sales rampages. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to do, but in in the long run, it is still our responsibility. Yeah. I feel bad for Finsky, though. Yeah. Hopefully this new system, that's, that's no longer going to be the case anymore. You're not going to have a one-year lag or eight-month lag or something. It's Hopefully, once they catch up, they're going to be pumping them out pretty quickly. So, yeah. That's well, good way. news I, on my end. Like, I yeah. I submitted like most of all the stuff I want to be put out. So that's really cool. I just have to just kind of like wait now. We'll see. Um, I know I did it last Friday, so this is like five whole days. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. See, we, we've got so many outstanding items for Summer Aquatics too that are just in limbo land. So. But wait a second now, because there's a new form, there's a new way to do it. Do you think if you resubmitted or everybody in the outdoor decor uh, beta, if they resubmitted via the new form, do you think that would make a difference? Well, I would say if that's something they want us to do, then they should say, hey, by the way, I get can it. you now no, use this new system? Because otherwise, you know what it's like with doubling things up. They That tends to screw stuff up. I would I would definitely reach out and ask. Um, Lizette's really good. Uh, she's my favorite. <laughs> I, I would just reach out and say, hey, do you think this would be faster if we used a new form? Because on a new form, you have you have the ability to check for errors. So you yeah, don't have huge. to wait, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Me and D-Tech were going back and forth and and it was really cool the way we were able to see, make sure everything was 100%, no errors and then put it in. So I would definitely suggest that <clears throat> the people in, in that, for, in that uh, channel just kind of reach out and ask if they can resubmit it that way. Yeah, there is still, there is some signs of life for those old ones because- I mentioned to you that Jennifer reached out, well, it's probably a week or so ago now, just to check the naming of one of the items we submitted way back when. So yeah, hopefully it's just a case of they get through it and we can go from there on the new system. Because, yeah, that new system that you used is, although it's a, it's a, it takes a bit to get your head around, it's yes. far superior. <laughs> yeah, it's far uh, superior. Yes. If a cheese can do it, you can do it. <laughs> No, I'm pretty smart. You're supposed to say, no, cheese, you're pretty smart. <laughs> no, cheese, you're very smart. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> you Like me, though, you tend to get locked into a stream of um, tornado of what the hell's happening here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Sometimes you got to step back, like you say, and look at, the, look at it from a different angle. All right, the other big news that kicked in through the week is on one force and upland on e-force on one force gearing up for the tokyo city release as we prepare for the upcoming tokyo city release we would like to announce that upland is partnering with on e-force on e-force is renowned is a renowned community driven generative art 
blue chip NFT project that will bring a range of new assets to Upland, including block explorers, map assets, wearables, and more. No. We warmly welcome OmniForce along with their community to Upland and look forward to this exciting journey together. What does blue chip NFT project mean? Like a uh, um, non-corporate or like a community-driven? Nah, it tends to mean like your board Ape Yacht Clubs, the big, well-known, established oh, ones, you know, the gotcha. crypto punks and... They they say it's a blue chip, but I've never heard of it before, so I don't know how don't know how blue their chips are. But well, it is in Tokyo, to be fair. But then again, in the metaverse, like it doesn't matter where you are. If you're popular, if you're one of the big people, then people are going to yeah. know you. Yeah. So what is Oni Force? Oni Force is a collection of seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven generative anime-inspired hand-drawn side project NFTs. Is this an oxymoron? How can it be generative and then hand anime-inspired and hand-drawn? Yeah, I guess the first one was hand-drawn, or they hand-drawn everything that is generative on it. I don't know. Oh, uh, because you can, yeah. I've started playing around with that myself too. When I did the um, when I did the thumbnail for the, what was it? Not don't be a twat waffle. The one where I had the Logan Paul image on it. What was that? Don't be a ditto twiddo or something. What was it? I don't know. Oh, Twiddler something. A nudo dudo something. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> um, I did try and find a royalty free image of Logan Paul. I couldn't find one, so what I did was get a good shot of Logan Paul, and then I put it in Mid Journey, and then it it pumped out the stuff. So maybe that's what you can do. You you can do your hand drawn thing, and then you pump it through the AI, and it extends. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. Um, are you a much of an anime nerd? No. Yeah, it doesn't interest me in the like. And actually, having lived in Japan for several years, the first the first company apartment when I first moved there, I lived with an anime nerd who was just I think I've told you that stories and he scared the shit out of me, that bloke. <laughs> there are a lot of anime nerds in Upland though. I know Kuro for one is a big anime person. Yeah. It's all uh, the anime nerds that I knew in Japan, they don't tend to last there very long because they tend to have a skewed image of what Japan is actually all about and they just get, like I've mentioned this several times on this show, that Japan seems very technologically advanced from the outside, but when you're inside and you've got to do anything you know, related to the government or bureaucracy or getting bank accounts or anything, it's a freaking mindfuck and it's just so frustrating and whatever, so... From what I saw, those those types of people they didn't tend to last long there, which is interesting. Well, the next the next paragraph is the fluffiest fluff you'll ever fluff. Oh, these, go for it. <laughs> these NFTs has memorized mesmerized audience with their stunning visuals and captivating storytelling, making them highly sought after in the blockchain based digital art world with its innovative approach. Oni Forest has solidified its position as a trailblazer in this rapidly evolving industry. Now, none of any of these words gave me any important information. Do you know why? Because it's fluff. Why? Having played around with ChatGPT for a while now and having played around with it to do um, descriptions for some of our shows and that thing, that's 100% from ChatGPT. Uh, that, that paragraph there is if it's not pumped out from chat gpt i would i don't i wouldn't eat my shorts but i'd eat something <laughs> witchy grub or something um yeah 
I I kind of feel like, oh my God, wait, what was I going to say? Not that oh, there's anything wrong with that. I'm I'm a mad fiend for ChatGPT. I use it all the time, so that's yeah. that's all I know. But it de- does tend to fluff out and specifically with certain words, stunning, uh, captivating, trailblazer. So I was going to say maybe politicians were the the biggest um, asset in ChatGPT because <laughs> they have the fluff. most rhetoric and fluff out there. Yes. Now, I did yeah. find an article. Do you want to go straight to the articles? Yeah, I've just, got that racked up next. Yep. Yeah, just to see what an outside perspective kind of has on, on this. Well, just... I'll just finish this last bit here just okay. so we get the the official perspective. So as one of the original anime, anime NFT projects, it has gained significant recognition in the digital art and collectible space, yet neither you and I have heard anything about it. And we've been researching NFT news, NFT stuff for this show for well over a year and a half. So I don't know how much recognition has actually got in the space um, it says yep. the only force NFT collection is a testament to the incredible fusion of cutting edge technology and artistic creativity brought to life by a team of visionary artists and developers, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I think if, if it is one of the original anime NFT projects, like they said, then yep. I'm, I'm going to be excited for it because you don't have to like something in order to know it's going to make you money. Right. Yeah. Same absolutely. thing with the soccer. I don't watch soccer, but if, you know, if I can make money off of it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to participate the best I can. So if yep. this is what they say, one of the original ones, then yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I, I'm, I'll keep my expectations slightly higher than I did before. Yeah, and maybe we're getting some hints in here as to some of the stuff. Oh, yeah. What if they have? They're the ones that bring out motorcycles. Yeah, you never know. Or like it's got here, um, including block explorers. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. Map assets, cool. Wearables, cool. Okay, so it all seems very cool. If it's in this kind of style, it's going to be cool. So and how do you I, feel? Is this a competition against Samurai Aquatics because you're, you're Japanese decor? Uh, it's only, our stuff is only very loosely homage to that and it's it's not really in competition every outdoor decor shop is in competition with every other outdoor decor shop and as we if you go back and look at those team meeting videos that we put out there publicly now we've been talking for the longest time that we have a brief window of opportunity and then we're just going to get snowballed with competition that's something we've fully expected from within the upland you know community ugc stuff and it's also something we definitely fully expected from big name you know, we, we've talked about like Ikea and things like that come potentially coming in. You know, it's it's not something that like we've thought, oh, this isn't fair or whatever. No, bring it on. I think, what, yeah. is that, what, I, what do I always say? A rising tide lifts all the turds. Yeah. <laughs> Our up. turds will be raised too is what you're saying. Well, I'm yes. I'm more excited about this than, than something like an Ikea thing. Like something like this is authentic. Um, yes. Yes. And 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 it does have history if it is one of the original. Uh, let's see. We warmly welcome Oni Force, Oni Force, along with their community to Upland. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, get yes. their community in. Let's kind of not pump our bags, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like I I totally see Japan being one of the biggest kind of city openings for that we ever had 
Well, there's more, we've got some stuff coming up in the show that's going to speak specifically to that, yeah. Um, at the moment, the Upland community is a small little tornado of people. You know, we always say, oh, the Upland's just bleeding us dry. It's just you're milking the same people over and over again. Yeah, there, there is some truth to that. But like I keep saying, they they got to keep the lights on the office. they got to sell. We keep saying we need more mainstream attention. We need more new blood community members. You can't then say, oh, hey, what are all these new people doing? I say bring it on. More people exactly. are better. Yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, that's what I've said. People are going to miss these days. They're going to yeah. miss the, the days where they can actually plan out and strategize. Like they're, they're not realizing that <clears throat> other NFT projects out there you're lucky if you get anything. Yeah. You know, we're at a position where we can get stuff relatively easy. Um, not yep. usually the big stuff. There, there's still definitely a challenge there. But but yeah, if we can get and then they have um, a broadcaster from Japan. Uh, yes. He was there. From Didn't you meet him at the first yeah. Genesis week? Yeah. Yes, I talked to him about you and all your your yeah. Japan stories, and he was quite uh, intrigued by it. And and I I just feel like this is going to blow up something really big. Yeah, I've I've watched their their podcast show a couple of times, and you know try to keep my Japanese ears up to speed. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Um, just look at what the Brazilian community. Like, yes. look at the positives that have come out of the Brazilian community. So I love them. I, I love them. And it was very, I was very happy to see Upland putting time, energy, resources into, you know, what did they say? They they had great success with the um, the Portuguese um, the language. I think they did German and Japanese or something as well. And they're looking to expand that to other native languages within the app itself. That's so I, I think that's awesome. That is yeah, awesome. Really important. So, yes, that's very cool. It would be cool. I guess they've kind of dabbled a bit with it, like having official team members that are from a different country. So you have your Japanese version of X1 or Lisette or whatever that are engaged in the community and put out like X1 puts out the official, you know, weekly recap video. Well, get the Japanese person in Upland to do that in Japanese or, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Definitely. All things in good time, I suppose. And then for, for Brazil, we have Musita. We have so many different people. And for the Brazil yeah. um, brought my new bestie, uh, Cicado. Yeah, yeah, I love her. She's so cool. And then Australia, I met Zoe. So many interesting people. I love it. Yes, it'd be nice to have somebody be able to translate all these these things into Australian for us. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, you just say the C word over and over again, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay." Drag out your vowels, come mate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yes, you you said um, we want to have a look at this from an outsider perspective, and you found this website. So, when was this released? Um, two days ago. Take it away. <clears throat> Upland strikes a major partnership with OniForce NFT project. Upland, the reality-spanning metaverse featuring virtual destinations that mirror the real world, has formed a spectacular allegiance with the blue chip, uh, blue chip again, OniForce NFT project. Though the mighty partnership, <laughs> OniForce members will find a new home. Wait, through the mighty partnership, only one. Only Force members will find a new home in Upland's forthcoming Tokyo City and unlock their 
and unlock new perks with their NFTs. That's what I was reading. They have new perks. Like, so if you make Uplander, you get an NFT from Oni Force. Like, I wonder if everybody who's been in Upland already will get this as well, airdropped. I read that from the opposite perspective. I read that as if you if you are an Omni Force NFT owner, then you're going to unlock some kind of perk, a new home in Upland. So maybe if you own one of their NFTs, maybe you get oh, a like property or something. Or like you know, maybe. they've done yeah, they've done a specific node. Well, supposedly they were supposed to do like this past Genesis week. That was going to be a Genesis week node project but i think they just gave properties all over the place didn't they no it was one specific area oh it was one specific area in one neighborhood or something but there was anybody could mint or buy around that around it but not there not in that area yeah yeah so maybe it's something like that yeah Hmm. maybe maybe all right. As the NFT space evolves, existing projects like Oni, Oni Force are continually looking for ways to provide extra value to their holders. With this in mind, the anime-styled PFP project has formed a strategic collaboration with Upland in order to facilitate the creation of Oniverse. Yeah. <clears throat> this is what we've been saying. All these projects that are, you know, they're doing the fucking chicken nugget verse in sandbox or decentraland and all that stuff and we've been saying well why not come to upland here we go here we go here we go as a result both companies will essentially build an exclusive neighborhood within the upland metaverse that will form a hub for only for only force nft holders that's look at that we predicted it we didn't we didn't read this ahead so don't think we're no we didn't (laughs) we're not circle we're not that we're not even halfway that prepared for this show that that's cool that is yeah it is cool i like that Hmm. it is cool interesting and i wonder if they're going to call it the omniverse node and i'm going to get all those royalty checks sent my way trees moving on omniforce community to receive special privileges within the upland metaverse now just you know what i'm like with my forward thinking and butthurt predicting how do you think the established Upland community is going to consider this? <laughs> Obviously, we're looking at it from the perspective of this is awesome, get lots of new people in, but you know what's going to happen. Yeah, people are going to get butt hurt because why do they have it and I don't have it, yada, yada. Yep. This is, this is all right, a lot of people are not thinking about Upland the way I think about it, and I think it's a shame. Um, Upland, I know they say it's not an investment, but it is an investment. You want to see your investment grow. You want to see it leap and bound. You need new people to, like, in order for your stock to rise, you need more people to buy it, yep. so to speak. You need to treat this as if it was a stock. People, newcomers coming in, getting certain perks that, you know, we're not privy to. So what? Like, we're getting new people in. you'll be able to sell properties again. You'll be able to do this. You'll be able to have trades, this and that. It'll be active. Places will sell out more. Your your property's value will go up. What say you? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm definitely on that board myself. Um, You know, as long as they don't push it too far, you'd hate to see perks bleed over to overtake what established players have done in the game. But if it's new things, yeah, that's fine. Well, like no the, the way I read it was 
when they when they um get up to uh an uplander status they'll get like a oni nft yeah but imagine it's like if they get to uplander status will they get one spark or you know that there's a way they could push it too far that would extremely be janky but if it's oh look it's a special block explorer when they they reach uplander status yeah stuff like that that's that's cool yeah yeah they'll Unlock bonus content for NFT holders. Some of the immediate benefits will see Oniforce members qualify for, as you said, the special block explorer when they reach Uplander. Then later, once they elevate to director, they will become eligible to claim a one-of-one derivative of the Oniforce NFT contained in their crypto wallet. So that means, what that means is if they, and I did uh, load up what is Oniforce, what do they look like? Here we go. This is the official website, so... That's pretty cool. It is <laughs> that it's kind of like this kind of generative AI stuff. Oh, yeah. all right. So if this is my Oni NFT and I get to director, then I can apply to have this made into my official Upland Block Explorer. That's what that sounds like. To gotcha. Me. All right. So it's just a PFP thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not interested in that at all. So definitely go. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So further down the line, Oniforce and Upland will launch additional content within this integrated microcosm. As such, holders can expect to see unique wearables, map assets, NFTs, meetups, 3D spaces, ready play me avatars, yada yada, in the future. So that's cool. That looks Ooh, really freaking cool. Is that yeah, what it's going to look like? It, like it might be. That's uh, probably that um, special block explorer for Uplander status, I'd imagine. Oh, I thought that was going to be like what their site looks like on the map. Uh, that looks very block explorer-ish to me. Yeah, it does. No, yeah. you're right. That's really cool, though. I really like that. And you know what it looks like? Voltron. Yeah, it does. Yep, absolutely. I love that show. As a kid. Me too. I was in love with the evil prince, the blue yeah. guy. Yes. I can't say I was, but I don't know. <laughs> Upland prepared, not that there's anything wrong with that. Upland prepares to penetrate the Japanese metaverse market. Oh, we're penetrating. This oh latest God. collaboration <laughs> forms a key part of Upland's goal to penetrate the Japanese metaverse market. What a word. Market. What a word. At least buy me dinner first and exactly. facilitate growth in Asia, essentially acting as a precursor to the company's highly anticipated launch of Tokyo City and all new location design to entice good folks from the richly cultured nation. As a result of this development, Tokyo City will mark Upland's first in entry into the eclectic continent of Asia and form a key part of its strategy in region later on those keeping tabs on the upland environment will see additional asian cities arrive on the platform yes 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 That's we awesome. know all that so as oniforce continues to grow following its acquisition of old-fashioned research it has now begun honoring one of its major pledges to build a virtual hub and expand the honor now as i said it's very cool that they're first of all they're not putting it out to their community that hey we're going to build our own thing First of all, I love that they didn't go to Sandbox or Decentraland, that they've yes. gone to Upland. Yes. It sounds like a match made in heaven. So, or if hell, heaven whichever you If heaven existed, it yes. would be a match made in heaven. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. I, I like this. I think it bodes very well for the future, um, especially this community aspect. Yeah. Like looking more like into it. it, I'm definitely um, – 
<clears throat> interested in acquiring one of these. Yeah, I want I want to claim my prize. I'll there'll be a link to the description. There'll be a link to this in the description. Um I've not seen a tab there. Comics press. Oh I yeah, I actually did try the claim my prize thing and it didn't work. Yeah. All right. Unless it's not up yet. Well, I guess we'll see. It looks pretty cool though, all the visuals and whatnot. Yeah, it definitely does. It has kind of like a comic book style thing, which is really cool. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see. I can't close That's like that, that guy's smile. It's gone. <laughs> well, yeah. He's like, I he just looks... shit in my pants. Hey. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> He looks really excited and happy. Oh, my God, Ben. Yeah. Next. Go to the next one. I love the blue Voltron print, too. <laughs> God, there's nothing wrong with your smile. Ben was just joking. I'm just a, I'm an utter <laughs> bastard. Welcome, welcome to the Upland community. Welcome. <laughs> come one, come all. Yes. Now there was something in here that I said. Well, hang on about that. We're going to dive into that a bit later. Well, we're going to dive into that right now. Like I said, um, through the week, Dirk Luth. Now, if if you're somebody, <laughs> if you're somebody, smile. yeah. <laughs> If you're somebody who was on Twitter or X, as it's now called, um, make sure you give Dirk a follow at Dirk Luth and don't spell it wrong like I did before. It's L U E T H. I was like, Dirk's account's been deleted. No, I've just spelled it wrong. No, this is an actual thing, people. He actually thought that his account was hacked. Yes. Welcome to 4 a.m. in Australia. Yes. Um, now, Dirk, remember back in the day, Dirk was sharing um, images of him meeting with people in Germany and this, that, and the other thing with the soccer players before all of that Berlin announcement. So, yeah, take all of this uh, with a grain of salt, but as a, maybe a little bit of a um, heads up at what might to come. So we know Tokyo's on the way. Well, here he is, in Dirk's words, had the honour to meet today with Daisaku Katakawa. Katakawa, Katakawa. Mayor of practice, mayor of Kyoto. He looks. We really talked about the city. Fancy with all his stuff there. I, sh I showed this to Maya last night, and she just pissed herself laughing when we're sitting around the fire. She's like, "That old guy wouldn't even have a clue what the metaverse is." So <laughs> I was like, "Well, don't be surprised." Some old you never politician. Know. Yeah, you like never know. they like they know money. Metaverse is the is money and. They know how to get it. So we'll see. Japan is like, what, one of the leading uh, countries or areas that has uh, highly adopted the metaverse, right? Yeah, it was. Well, before we moved back, which I think was in 2015, so at around that time, if you went into the city, there was um, crypto ads everywhere. Bitcoin, massive Bitcoin billboards. There was it was very much a it was weird. It was like an underground thing, but it was everywhere still as well. I love so, that. But it's they still use fax machines. If you got to do anything with businesses, it's fax machines. If you have to do anything with it, it's paper. They are slowly, slowly kind of evolving. But the the kind of catch twenty two is. Japan's corporate system is hierarchically structured with um, age. It's if if you're the, the like the CEO is like a 70, 80 year old, 90 year old dude that just sits in the office and sleeps half the day, you know, 
that's an extreme generalization and a massive stereotype, but there is a lot of truth to that. Well, I'm going to so. say something very cheese, cheese-ish yeah. right now. They can afford to use all that paper because they can properly clean people's asses with all the bidets they have. Yeah, but all the paper comes from chopping down Australian trees in Tasmania. So, you know. All the way over you... there? They... Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, baby. So, yeah. Um, like they yeah, have the it's... best toilets in the world. Why can't they have emails instead of fax machines? It is such a mindfuck, that country. Like they're, they're just extremely advanced in some aspects, but just so far behind in other. And I guess we, we can't be two ages here. I mean, your president's a freaking... How old's he? He's yeah, he's senile old man. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say a lot of people say there's a, a person under there wearing a, a skin suit. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely fucking right. They need to have yeah. younger freaking uh yeah. they have to need have an age limit. Definitely. They should do. Because like for that, just just hire a cat for the job, you know? They'll yes, probably do uh... just as good. But yeah, yes. there, there was a great um, South Park episode on Japanese toilets that you should check out. It's fucking hilarious. I just still remember the Pokemon episode. I still haven't gotten over the <laughs> South Park Pokemon episode. I think, <laughs> like the yeah. the U.S. government was was uh, really nervous because of all the the the, to- the toilet paper lobbyists. Yes, that it's is a great show. show. Great show. Yes. All right, go on. I'm so sorry. So, yes, it's not the only place old mate Dirk's been over there. And I think I mentioned this when it first came up. Don't think that this Dirk's not just over there to do one thing. There'll be heaps of stuff that he's doing that we won't see bleed through for, you know, oh, several yeah. months. Oh, yeah. Look at that sneaky smile of his. Yes, but he's if like, you go I to his actual. Coming. Yeah, you go to his actual account and, you know, he's shared a picture here where it's. um. What was this? This was um, impressive to see how Japan, including Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, are pushing the Web3 agenda, seen at WebEx Asia. So he's showing nice. things like that. And then there was another one here. I think this might be the Omni one. Yeah, wonderful meetup with our new partner, OmniForce, um, and others celebrating the partnership and the upcoming launch of Tokyo. Ooh. And others. They look like they yes. were so not ready. Well, well Dirk. And the guy next to him looked like they were not ready for that photo. Oh, mate, he is censoring himself. <laughs> I'm just going to hide behind this bush. I don't know who this big tall guy is. <laughs> I'd probably no. do the same. <laughs> so if you were somebody who wanted to do some investigative, investigative, what is the word? Investigative. What is it? Investigative? Yeah, that word. Journalism. Maybe you could do some face screen capture image searches. You might be able to find out that these people are on you know, certain board members or something. Yeah. Do you think the plan in the middle has anything to do with STEM? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this guy has something to do with STEM. I think he's been, I think he's been smoking too many stems. I don't see him up there. Maybe, maybe he's the secret uh, celebrity. Yeah. If you're listening Ooh. on the Spotify, there's one guy on the far left on this image and he's got pink hair and he's pulled his black T-shirt up to cover his face so you can only just see his pink hair poking at the top. He definitely didn't want to be part of this picture. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm here because I have to be. So, <laughs> Yes. But he could have hid behind somebody else. I feel like he did that on purpose. We'll I see. think that this is a massive Easter egg right here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> 
mate. Yes. Get on over there and give Dirk Luth a follow at Dirk Luth, L-U-E-T-H. Um, yeah, might give you some heads up on some of the stuff that is on the way. And he did meet up with this guy. He's called Big Beard Samurai or something. Oh, he's, yeah, his beard is um, really cool. It reminds me of Elijah's beard. It's not that big. Elijah's be called... beard got bigger. No, this one. This oh, dude. oh, oh. <laughs> it's pretty big, though. I don't know. I was actually I was at the shops with Kira on the weekend and she's like, whoa, look at that guy. He's got a big beard. And I was telling her the story, um, family friend of ours whose birthday is the same birthday as mine. I grew up with this guy because he was friends with my dad. And um, his beard was past his knees. It was insane. I would and love to braid it. You know, he, he, every now and then he'd braid it. But um, he used to be self-conscious of it out in public. Sometimes, like, we saw him years later when I was, like, a, uh, like 19, 20 or something, and I didn't recognize him. He's like, hey, Ben. And it, like, took me a while to recognize him. I'm like, oh, you chopped your beard off. And he's like, no, nah, no. Nah. He lifted his shirt up. He gets self-conscious of it, so he tucks it down in his shirt and tucks it down into his pants <laughs> because he doesn't want people to stare at him. He should have it, like, nicely, like, designed like Daenerys. You know how he does. He those... does that sometimes, but That's you're not so going to cool. get up to go to the shops and do that, are you? He just tucks it down in his pants and all the way down. Probably runs down his pant leg and tickles his toes. <laughs> yeah, I to told peach. you he's something. <laughs> yes. Moving on. <laughs> tickles his toes and other things. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're screaming through them today. That's the end of the upland stuff. Anything else you wanted to touch on in regards to that? Uplandy, no. Uplandy, yeah. Yes, so there is a lot going on, and there's also not much going on. There's, it's, it's one Actually, of those. Actually, I did, I did hear something yesterday Ooh. on a UPX podcast. Um, yeah, what'd you hear? So I heard of <clears throat> the UPX uh, podcast kind of teaming up with the Spark Exchange with Stosh, so that they're going to be kind of like affiliated together. Nice. And I just put something out, right? Like 12, well, actually an hour ago, but I just saw it now. Um, Spark Exchange Alert and Layer 2 Bridges. Learn about the future of UPIC Spark Exchange in this week's episode of Upland Update featuring USC co-founder Stosh. Nice. Um, what else have I got? I can get rid of that now. Oh, um, Tokyo's coming up. I've just hit 3.5 million savings. He's got anything saved? Oh but You're to be fair, I, I know. No, I'm going to uh, – I'll probably end up putting money in, of course. But um, uh, I bought something. I, I've been trying – I don't want to say it because I don't want people to follow it. I'll tell you afterwards. Yes. Now, I've been – I've nearly pulled the pin on a few things. Like I wanted to buy a Genesis go kart, and I was like, "Oh, they're down around two hundred k now." But I'm like, "Buy one, ah, buy no. one, just to have it. Buy one, two hundred k is nothing. Just buy it." Yeah, you know when I tell until... you to do something, usually it, it, it turns out really good. Please buy one. If they're still available, if I hit my five million target, then I'll consider it. But All yeah, right. I, I want to have five million in the bank ready for Tokyo. So I'm getting there. I'm getting right. there. If somebody give Wait. Ben a better deal than 200K, he deserves it. If you've got a Genesis go-kart burning a hole in your pocket, reach out. But, yeah, not interested in USD. There's far better deals out there in USD. But 
I don't fuck with that. Not for buying, only for selling. All right, moving on. Now, you've found these, so let's dive in. <clears throat> the British Museum will enter the metaverse. Via the sandbox. Come on. The cultural Britain. institution plans to establish an interactive space within the Ethereum-based world as well as offer up NFT collectibles. That's a cool-looking museum, though. Collectibles. The British Museum. Oh, is that an actual real picture? I thought that was some <laughs> generative thing. Wow. Is that real? Must I be. Don't know. It doesn't look real. British Museum looks... image Shutterstock. Must be. Oh. Crazy. Well, take it away. Uh, London Cultural Stalwart, the British Museum, is part partnering with Ethereum-based metaverse game The Sandbox to create a range of NFT digital <laughs> digital collectibles in conjunction with the museum's licensing licensing partner, French startup La Collection. Yes. According to a press release, these will reflect the breadth and depth of the British Museum's collections, offering new immersive experiences. The British Museum will also create its own immersive space within the online game world, putting it alongside modern cultural icons like Snoop Doggy Dog, Macca's, Adidas, and Guchow. <laughs> now notice those cultural, modern cultural icons. These are all popular corporate entities. Big I, money. I, I saw another article about Snoop Dogg, but you had to be a paying subscriber saying something yep. like he chose the wrong thing or something. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Who would have thought back in the old, back in the day that Snoop Dogg would be referred to as, what did you just refer to them as? Massive corporate conglomerations and Snoop well, Dogg's names in the mix. He definitely is. He definitely yeah. is, yeah. Yes, uh, that's cool. Um, You know, one of these days, I think you and I, maybe we've got to do a special series where it's um, wine and cheese go to the sandbox where we just... We'd, you know, we're, we're always shit talking, right? Well, I let's just go there one cool. day and poke around. I would yeah. love it. I would do it. You'd be able to watch me rage quit at my laptop trying to load this shit. So we'll <laughs> have to wait and see. Yes, that might be a bit of fun. So this is a great opportunity for the sandbox players, all 15 of them, regardless <laughs> of where they are, to learn about the amazing wealth of human history, art, and culture that the British Museum has to offer. The sandbox coup and co-founder Sebastian Borgo said in a second. Okay. <laughs> yes, all 15 of the sandbox players who are, they're pretty much, are they engaged? Are they just um, long-term hodler speculators? I don't know. You're going to have a bunch of, of, of freaking corporate with no community. You have nothing. They have nothing. Yeah, I mean, we always rag on it. We always shit talk it. Maybe we do need to spend some time to actually go and have a look in there, attempt to engage in the community and see what is actually happening in space. Well, you know what? I'm going to go into their Discord after this. Remind okay. me. I'm going to go into their Discord and see what the hell they talk about. Nice. A representative from the British Museum added that the institution was eager to explore new and innovative ways of sharing its collection and reaching new audiences. This is cool because remember when COVID kicked off, there was a lot of, when everything was shut down, there was several, um, it was museums. I don't know where it was. I thought it might have been the British Museum where they were doing like virtual experiences or you could do virtual tours. You could still go to the museum or the you zoo or so whatever. so fancy, tours. Tours. <laughs> yes. 
However, this is not a Web3 first for the institution. Oh, here we go. Look, while it was founded in 1753, constituting the world's first natural public museum, it has been swift to embrace innovation. The museum has previously collaborated with La Collectione on three NFT collections. All right, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, oh, that's interesting. Look. The relationship began in September 2021 with an auction of 200 digital postcards of works by Katsushika Hokusei, including a rendering of the Japanese artist popular woodblock paint under the wave of Kanagawa. And that's what the Samurai Codex and yeah. Decor right behind you there on your left. The Great Wave. Wow. Yes, which he created in 1831. And before you try and throw us under the bus, that is a public, what do you call it? Public domain image. Yeah, so, over 50 years old. Get off our back. Up yours, dickheads. <laughs> Wait, that did I say follow... days or years? I said years, right? Um, yes, I believe okay. so. <laughs> that was followed, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's all just fluff. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. In Paris, the show, for its own part. Ah, here we go. For its own part, the Soundbox announced the creation of an in-game museum created dedicated to NFT profile picture project World of Women last year. Just one element of the platform's five-year, 25 million initiative to create a women of World of Women Foundation. A wow cool. foundation. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think I think one of the, one of these days we definitely got to go for a walk on the wild side. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Yeah, we might put that as a, its own special thing because, like I said, it will be a lot of me swearing at my thing, watching <laughs> white screens. Keep your eyes and ears out for that. Now, this next one, you found this one as well. This seems cool just from the headline. Yeah, yes. Bruce Lee avatar to teach martial arts in the metaverse. And it's not just some random, you know, person doing this. This is his actual daughter. I did read like the first few sentences. I will admit Oh, you naughty girl. I know. I haven't. Let me just take a stab in the dark here. Bruce Lee (gasps) avatar to teach martial arts in the middle. So this is going to be like the Hyde Park ninjas have set up. They're wearing those suits. They're doing moves. Yeah. It's going to be part of Apex World or whatever it is. That's going to be cool. Um, Maybe it's something like that. Maybe. Um, legendary martial artist and actor Bruce Lee, who died in 1973, is set to teach martial arts in the metaverse through a tribute event hosted by a social entertainment platform to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the actor's passing. Metaverse Project Byte City announced on July 26th those who wish to engage with the avatar of the late actor can participate in the event by minting avatars on Ethereum and Polygon. The minting is set to open on July 27th at 9 a.m. PST. Or Mofo AM Australia time for Polygon and blah blah blah. Okay, so that's cool. What is it? Those who are able to mint avatars on Ethereum or Polygon will be able to utilize the playable characters that they minted within the Byte City Metaverse game for 24 hours after the mint. Ah, 24 hours, not for 24 hours. The game can be accessed through desktop browsers and through iOS. And oh, that's good. They're doing yeah. mobile devices. See, so like. Yeah, read the next part. Byte City has also collaborated with Bruce Lee's daughter, Sharon, Sharon, sorry, Shannon Lee and Samsung Gaming to develop the tribute event. In a previous press release, Lee said that the game will provide an immersive experience that allows fans to celebrate her father's legacy in a special way. Now, I I almost 
dudded this article because I'm like, oh my God, who the hell is is taking advantage of this this guy, like this guy's mm-hmm. life, which was a struggle as as it is, because being, you know, one of the first Asian actors in in Hollywood and whatnot. But since it's his daughter, when I reached a part where I said his daughter, I was like, all right, we're gonna keep it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, this was not the first instance of Bruce Lee diving into the Web3 world. On April 12th, the Bruce Lee Foundation, which also, which is also directed by Sharon. I keep saying Sharon. (laughs) Sharon! Shazza! (laughs) I think of of Ozzy Osbourne when he's calling his wife. Sharon! (laughs) Where's the fucking remote? (laughs) Partnered with NFT video platform Shibuya. To create an NFT collection called the House of Lee. Yeah, that's cool. All right. I like that. That's cool. I like that. So while the release generated about $730,000, hodlers of the NFTs quickly realized that only one NFT was unique in the entire collection. This led the floor price of the collection dropping from its 0.0008 Ethereum um, minting price to around 0.0002 Ethereum at the time of writing. So died in the ass. Wow. Holy crap. Well, so out of all of them, just one. You got to read the white papers, people. Holy Do your research. Smally. Don't FOMO <laughs> into shit. So, well, that's assuming it was all outlined in there. Okay, so you have to mint an NFT to be able to be part of this thing 24 hours. Details, Discord. Okay, so I'm not going to click on that, but if this is something that interests you, I wonder the pricing on that. If that's any indication, 0.0008 Ethereum, that's not that much, is it? No. <clears throat> uh-uh. And it's even got the pricey there, current pricing. Uh, 1,000, let's just say 1,800 for shits and gizzles times 0.008 10, so 12, like fourteen dollars. That was yeah. their initial one. I don't know how. Um, obviously, that's this new one might be a different price. I don't know, but it's not. You know, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. I have to wait and see if that's something that interests you. As I said, the link is in the description. <laughs> All right. So what's this next one? Puma. Like I used to wear these sneakers in the nineties. I I really liked them because like my feet have a high arch but are mm-hmm. narrow on the side so these sneakers fit me perfectly they were like Puma. they were like the well better fitted converse in my opinion oh i used to wear converse that uh, you wouldn't refer to converse as a comfortable shoe <laughs> for if you have wide feet sure <laughs> yeah maybe now they are back in the old skaterhead 80s days they weren't real com- comfortable well they had other skater shoes that we used to um uh because i used to work in a shoe store i'm trying yeah. to remember them but i can't vans was the big name but there's yeah, no they were way out of my price league yes i had to beg borrow and steal to get a pair of connies <laughs> yes why puma sees web3 in the metaverse as its next great yeah. commerce opportunity oh i'm at grandfather size here let me just reduce that <laughs> i like grandfather size <laughs> Some brands are still trying to figure out their approach to Web3, but not Puma. (laughs) 
Puma is a true believer. The sportswear brand views Web3 as a commerce opportunity on the level of e-commerce and the social media boom. And this time around, Puma is looking to get in on the ground floor of the trend. It's not Puma. It's Puma. It's Puma. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The the way you sound it, it says, Dad, go and get get Mom because Puma, Puma. I did a Puma. It's pew. It's puma. Is that Mom, you? That's you after I did a puma. Mum farted you. So it's puma. <laughs> Anyhow, the brand is no stranger to Web3. It is already it already has its own Unreal Engine-based virtual world. Really? Black wow. Station. And an NFT project titled Super Puma PFP, as well as in-game activations like a Fortnite collaboration with pro footballer Neymar. With that said, Puma is looking to build a more fully formed plan to knit all of these sorts of investments together. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, Fortnite, that's big. Good for so them. They've, they've done this, they've done that, they've done this, and now they're looking for a way to bring it all together. And you know what would be a good way to bring it all together? A good platform to bring it all together. I, you know what, though? I'm just saying. Skip, skip the Puma and go straight for Fortnite, Upland. Like, Fortnite and that other one, Roblox. Oh my God, those would be huge. Yeah, but it's it's like um, it's like trying to get a collaboration with Pepsi and Coke. They're kind of competing brands almost at this stage. So yes, a core element of the company's Web three strategy is its relatively broad definition of the term, which includes both NFT projects and non blockchain immersive worlds such as Fortnite and Roblox. We basically define it as any new marketing technologies that are kind of shaping the way consumers interact with brands," says Ivan Oldmate, Puma's head of emerging marketing tech and Web three. I think that's a very smart progressive way to think of things they're not trying to pigeonhole themselves into any one thing they're just saying look however the customers want to interact with their stuff wherever this space is going that's where we want to be well that's what i just said but now they're smart and i'm not because remember i said i want upland to be with roblox and and fortnite and here they say that it's with fortnite and roblox and you're like oh they're really smart no no oh i thought you meant i thought you meant Upland should do a collaboration with Fortnite and Roblox. Yeah. That's what I thought you meant. That's what I did say. Uh, yeah, I think that's different flavors of the same drink. Nah. It, it seems like they're, they're dabbling. They're, they're doing stuff in Fortnite. They're doing stuff in Roblox. They're, they're doing stuff wherever they think their customers want to be. Yeah, but I get it. But it's the same thing as what I said. It, they would have a non-compete, the same with Upland, the same with them. I don't think mm. they really, like if Upland is... Oh the super app that takes you to other places. I don't think like having a way to get to both Fortnite and Roblox would be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that before. Hey, you've talked about portals and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So you say, yeah, you're yeah. smart too, cheese. Good job, cheese. Yes. Yeah. Um, bring on, <laughs> bring on the Pumaverse in Upland, the Pumaverse. Pum- you said it right, uh, though, this time. <laughs> I'm trying. As Web3 becomes less of a flashy experiment and more of a consistent element of brands' ongoing marketing mix, this broader view of the space has grown in popularity. It's the same definition of Web3 used by 
Vayner 3, a self-described Web3 consultancy that became one of the launch partners of Roblox Partner Program last, last Web3 month. Web3 consultancy? That's funny. Well, you're a Web3 consultant, aren't you? Uh, am I? I? I don't know. Am I? Yes. Yeah, right. If I've got a question, I'll ask you about it. <laughs> I don't know that you'd put it on your resume, but... <laughs> But it's it's one of those jobs that's we talked about this last week. I think it's it's one of these evolving jobs that are going to become a thing. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a conversation that mm. we've been having with our partners when we're thinking about the next era of the internet. Yes, that's what it's all about," said old mate. It's going to encompass encompass multiple adjacent technologies, whether that's immersive experiences or blockchain based. Yeah, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into mm-hmm. any one situation. Puma's reason for leaning so hard into its vision for Web3 is simple. It doesn't want to miss the boat yet again on the big shakeup to the retail world, and it sees the coming of Web3 commerce as a potentially seismic shift. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. We have been banging that drum for the, the history of this show, basically. Yes. It actually it's- makes me wonder what more can we do before – the shakeup happens. Does that go through your head, Ben? A little bit, but I think um, consumes me. I think that we're well placed because we we understand at least the principles of the underlying tech. Like if if your local supermarket was suddenly to roll out an NFT reward system or something like that, you're going to oh great, and you'd be immediately on board. You don't have to. You don't have to know what is an NFT, what is a virtual wallet, what is what is all this mean? You, we've got all that out of the road. So just that alone, that that you're talking now. I think I'm four years in. You're four years in in the wider space. That there's a lot of um, built up knowledge that's experience in that just in navigating the space. Well, even more than that, if you talk about the crypto space, that's 2017. I was playing around with that for so you know. There's a lot of, like I said, basic knowledge there. So any new things that happen, we can jump on that immediately. And, you know, we're not going to, well, we're less likely to fall into the the pitfalls, the traps, the scams, this, that, and the other thing. So, yes, I think that's a good point. Well, it's still going. Here we go. We weren't sure (laughs) if e-com was going to take off when it happened, and now we're playing a little bit of catch up. Okay, so that's good. The same thing happened with social media. I think the brand wasn't quite sure how much to invest in social media. Now we're in this Web3 world where we see where we're seeing all these new technologies. And as a brand, we kind of look back at e-com and social and we definitely don't want to miss out on this. Okay. I'm going to say they they really did miss the boat because like the only time I re- remember them is from the 90s. I don't yep. see them anywhere, anywhere, even like stores. They used to have Puma stores. They used to be in nike stores mixed with other stuff like this is the first time i'm really hearing about them in a while yep this this sentence here that rings very true for me i think the brand wasn't quite sure how much to invest in now i think of that as myself as i i don't when when i think of upland or anything in web3 space as an investment for me, it's not about the money. It's about the time investment. Time is my most valuable commodity that I have. Yeah. So 
I've lost count of the amount of node projects or Web3 layer two projects that I've said, look, I think what you're doing is great, but at this present time, I can't be involved in the buildup of this stuff. If I'm happy to promote your stuff or whatever you're doing, happy to highlight it, but actually me putting time into it, I don't have the time to put in it. Once you're up and established, then we'll see how we go. Yeah, I just, so I kind of get that. You kind of, you, you can't cover everything, chase everything. Otherwise you get nothing done yourself. True. No, you're right. Um, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's more fucking shit. So I think that's good. I think overall that's a very good, I think they're coming at it from the right angle. I think they have a good um, insight into the past, present and future of the space. Yeah. Uh, yes. Good on you. Puma. Yeah, Puma. Go and have a bath, you s- <laughs> Bend it a poo and it pu- it's pew. Yes. Interesting. Now, two more to go. 20 years on, second life, the fashion forward metaverse that keeps on giving. Now, those outfits look incredibly well done. Yeah. Like, you don't have to think they look good, but they just look very realistic. Yes. Fashion in Second Life. Clothing by Amalia Rainwood, Melina Anatine, Arif, Zara Kohine, and <laughs> what's that? Kunst Him- Himmel. 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 Okay. And most most of the stuff that they do in here is is themselves, like not even people. Years after its inception, the concept of the metaverse has seemed to have fallen flat against the backdrop of what was meant to be its magnificent revival. Spurred on by large-scale tech giants that shifted their horizons to the digital realm, the idea of transitioning to such spaces was assumed to be the future of existence. In its simplest form, the metaverse was envisioned as a new way for brands to engage with younger, fuck you, <laughs> younger, digitally not made. I thought it was going to say digitally naive. Naive. Wow. <laughs> digitally native generations, whether that be through digital clothing drops or immersive experiences. These mm. new takes on the virtual world brought a much-needed buzz during a time when various industries had come to a pandemic-induced standstill. However, (laughs) as the world began to return to a sense of normality, the hype wore off as it became clear that many consumers were still not ready to spend the entirety of their lives in a non-existent universe. As a result, Microsoft closed the doors of its old space VR world. Did they? Wow. While Meta had, which had infamously changed its name from Facebook two years ago, as it shifted its attention towards virtual realms, admitted to a lack of engagement and lackluster profits as a result because they half-assed it. Yeah, they they put the cart before the horse. You can't. That's and we always say this. It's one of the benefits of Upland is is the community is leading the charge. So the community's there. Yeah. However, However there has been it. one success story that has quietly been upping its armory during this time. Initially founded in 1999, Second Life didn't come into existence until late 2002, offering users a 16-region map, customizable, customizable avatars, 
and one year later, an in-game currency. From the outside, the platform's appearance in general set up appeared to be to mimic mundane everyday life, yet it was offering it was its offering of an explorable world and the ability to formulate an entirely new identity that made it groundbreaking for its time. Now yep. look at that beautiful outfit there. Yes, Hanami celebration at Shobu in Second Night. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. She looks like she's very upset about something, that poor lady. She's doing like the, the blue steel pout. Yes. <laughs> Fugu face. <laughs> now, 20 now, years. Oh, yep, take her. Uh, now, 20 years on, this appeal seems to still have some weight. In 2021, it had been reported that there were still some 64.7 million active users on Second Life. Wow. With 64 web- million? That's a lot. Come active to Upland. Users? You know what? Maybe we should go to their Discord and try to get them in Upland. Holy shit. That's- Keep going. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> with the web tribunal then stating that in 2023 there was a daily average of 200,000 users spanning 200 countries that's insane potential hints at second life's comeback were already present at the beginning of last year when its creator philip rosdale returned to parent company linden labs as a strategic advisor the move followed an indisclosed investment from high fidelity a spatial audio company also founded by Rosdale. Wow. Interesting. If this so, comes back and they make it more user friendly, yeah. It's gonna be a force. Because I remember you saying back in the day it was very um it was very difficult to navigate. Like you had to open folders and do codes. Oh yeah. Everything sort of was in the folder. You yeah. you wanted to create anything. Well, this was the first blunder kind of application to create stuff yeah spatial audio so that's what they're doing with um the nowhere project and that's all about virtual spaces and meetups and stuff so that's interesting all right now in its 20th anniversary year and on the brink of releasing a new portable mobile app oh mama second life and linden labs have set themselves up for the task of bolstering and supporting their already vibrant fashion community in the hope of maintaining the platform status as a pioneer in the sector Getting some insight into the platform's longevity. Fashion United spoke with Second Life VP of product. That can't be a real name. Grumpity Grumpity Linden. I love it. Grumpity. Wow. As well as some of the designers that paved the way for digital fashion and continue to do so in the immersive world. What is Second Life doing right now and how are designers benefiting? Okay, so we're talking about UGC here. Look at that thigh gap. Oh my god! That's the only thing I can see. <laughs> I'm seeing hints of camel toe there too. Not good. Moving <laughs> on. Grumpy Linden credited much of Second Life's success to its emphasis on nurturing its community, which has been granted a significant degree of trust and empowerment to create and develop on their own terms. UGC at its core. Love it. Fashion and avatar customizations are at the core of this creator economy, according to grumpity linden who noted that these individuals have a tremendous influence and presence in organizing events publishing materials and keeping customers engaged so this speaks to um what's old mate that runs dog patch what's nichering yes it's kind of hints at what all the stuff he's got going on 
In fact, the VP said that there were over 1.6 million transactions happening on the platform every day with more than $86 million paid to residents in 2021 for a variety of virtual goods and services. Wow. Additionally, over 1,400 people earned over $10,000 last year, while some earned over $1 million in earnings during 2021, making fashion a significant contributor to Second Life's prosperity. Now, isn't our friend Lily Field, she's a UGC content creator for Second Life in regards to structural designs and spaces. Yes. That's really cool. Look at this. What is that, a candle? Candlelight that dress? is a fire fucking hazard right there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, look, clothing by violent seduction. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to say. I forgot until I saw that. Um, there's a lot of sexy time in that. Like, I know <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Joe Lives went in there with somebody, I won't mention a name, and they were having like a little meeting, and all of a sudden <laughs> she's like, stripping for him trying to get him in the bed he's like yeah i gotta, I gotta leave whoa <laughs> so yeah it's 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 a lot of um sultry stuff that you could get on in there too adult, so it's kind of like if you're if you're in las vegas at the hotel bar and some attractive woman starts showing interest in you she's a hooker it's like that. What? You're getting hooked in. What? I've I've had this situation before. I I remember taking a friend, a university friend, to a strip club in Surface Paradise on the Gold Coast, and it's a strip club, right? I'm not really into those things, but you know, we're I think I was 19 at the time or something like that. He would have been only 18, maybe I was what 20. Does he was have 18. To do with Second Life. Well, that's sexy stuff. You said Joe got like. Yeah, He's but she wasn't asking for money. Nothing. She just enjoyed it. Not yet. Oh, my God, Ben. Not yet. Moving on. All right, I'll skip that story. We'll save that for a rainy day. It's a good one. <laughs> um, on our platform, most of the monetization stays directly with the creator, unlike most other platforms that take the majority of the profits from user-created content. Yeah. But that's like Upland. We get the vast majority of the income for the stuff we create they just take their fees off and we just need need to see the royalties kick in (laughs) i guess they're they're having a stab at like uh facebook meta where they remember they were going to take like upwards of 50 percent and you know apple famously takes 33 percent or something straight off the top ridiculous so that's so good to see. Yeah. Who is creating digital fashion and why? The length of time creators have been active on the platform is a testament to how it operates and works and works alongside users, many of which have been residents from early in its lifespan. Iki Akiri, for example, first joined Second Life in 2005 and later launched her own digital lingerie brand, Violent Seduction. <laughs> yeah, like Joe. Joe was getting violently seduced. <laughs> At first operating a poor Joe, I can just imagine him like, hey, how's it hey, going? Buddy. Yeah, he just wants to have a casual chat. He's like, like Whoa, oh, there's a bed here. That's cool. Back away, back away. 
Love you, Joe. You're awesome. He's so awesome. I love him so much. Absolutely. <laughs> While initially drawn to the opportunities the platform allows when it comes to pushing the boundaries of self-expression <laughs> for Ikiri, it was ultimately the combination of freedom and stability that kept it coming back. It has enabled me to fund my research and development as a 3D artist while also supporting myself, she said. It is definitely the most stable role I've had in the gaming industry. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. We're not going to dive into all of that because there's a bunch of different personal stories there. Wow. I think it's pretty cool. Look at how, like, intricate and, and and like, like like all the, the beadwork, the lace work. I mean, this is freaking beautiful. Yes. Samurai Aquatics and Lingerie. <laughs> Mochi's Lingerie Palace. Detex Lingerie Workshop. <laughs> he can do all the steampunky lingerie. You know what, though? You know what I don't see? I don't see what? it for guys. Like, it's kind of not fair to the men that all of this is 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 kind of like the opposite of the 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 Brazil outfits, the carnival outfits. Most of them were were male oriented. Mm. Like I'm more than positive, men would be walking around in gimp suits if they had the chance. No comments. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, so there's a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Kind of scary clown vibe. Yeah, like what a whole little expect? clown world. Yeah, what can we expect of the platform's future? While there are evidently plenty of positives that come with Second Life, designers do see opportunities to continue improving the platform. Um, Akiri suggested that Linden Lab could take Second Life further by branching out into a more global marketplace that would allow artists to cross-promote items both yes. inside and outside of the site. Yes. Yes, digital wearables are going to be a massive thing. Yes, cross-platform. So hopefully, like what Upland is set up with the species, mm. well, what they're involved with, with species.io. So if you've got any sort of animal, it can transfer across different platforms. Hopefully, the same can be done with these fashion items. Um, Some samurai products in there. Yeah, as, yeah, absolutely. This alone would give 3D artists who have, been run through the gaming industry ringer to have a place to support themselves after inevitable redundancies too just like i did yeah blah 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 okay so that's this cool this is a really good yeah Bur the, uh, the, blueberry wow. this is going to be very interesting <laughs> if they've got that high of a daily user base and then it says here one of the biggest steps up for second life however is its upcoming mobile app yeah. Launch possibly set to drop later in 2023. That will be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Upland, come on, baby. Yes. They did have first mover advantage, but that is quickly disappearing. Yes, absolutely. On the launch, Grumpity Linden said, our challenge has been to find a solution that would bring the beauty and complex complexity of Second Life to a mobile device, and we believe the current development has unlocked this challenge. Such a feat aims to further the possibilities of Second Life's offering, expanding its reach to its loyal fan base and beyond, while ultimately hoping to contribute to the growth of its fashion industry as a result. There you go. Oh, there's a couple of blokes there. Look. Yeah. No, like, uh, no, yeah. Tootin' Cash. Yeah. Well, he's All right, buff. That's, that Look at how strong he is. That bodes... Um, 
very good things for the future if you have been involved in Second Life or you are an UGC creator involved in the fashion. We should, you know, we should see if we get Lily on here one day to talk about Second Life. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't know. She'd be real keen to get up at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday morning, though. That might she be might. the... She might. She works pretty late. Like she works into the morning sometimes on certain things. Yeah, she's juggling grandkitties and all sorts of stuff now too. So true, true. Yeah, I used to have great chats with Lily back in the old Lily and I, I used to run the Oz and NZ show on the Upland Cafe. I loved that show. Like I used to, I wasn't able to stay up till two a.m. every night, but. I would catch the recording of it the next day. And that's how I got to know Zoe actually through that. Yeah. 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 She jumped in on that. Yeah. We, we tried <clears throat> to pump some life into it, but it just ended up being her having this, her and I having the same conversations over and over and again. <laughs> well, you guys yes. tried. We tried. We tried. All right. And last up, Yuga Labs hopes to rile up its board ape with latest other side demo the nft mega company has been hard at work building at a virtual playground for its web3 community and its latest live demo is aimed at bringing board ape yacht club holders back to the center of its universe now the thing that brought me yuga labs why does that sound so familiar is it because it's it's a part of board apes or is it something else oh no yeah it says right there board apes club com- parent company parent yuga company. labs all right I think they may have purchased or the responsible for the crypto punks as well. Don't oh, quite don't, all right. <laughs> but they have been involved in the space with the big time money space for quite a while. Absolutely. So yes, Board Ape Yacht Club's parent company, Yuga Labs, has been focused on building out its other side gamified metaverse world for the last year, raking in millions from its other deed NFTs. The company hosted a live in-person demo of its other side expansion tailored to board ape holders, soliciting live feedback from members of its original community. All right, so this sounds very similar to what Upland has just done with the Nowhere Space and the AMA they just did. Yeah. Web3 mega company Yuga Labs has been laser focused on building out its other side metaverse since it first teased the project last year. Despite a shaky mint that clogged up Ethereum and sent gas fees soaring, the 55,000 edition collection of NFTs linked to the land in the virtual world called Other Deeds has done over 1.1 billion in trading volume since its April 2022 launch. Wow. Yuga Labs co-founder Wiley Aronau has since stepped back from the project. Yeah, because he's cashed up. He's like, thank you, yacht time. Yeah, See you later. So, you know what, though? If, if if I created something as spectacular as this, even though I don't have the need to work anymore, I would feel so depressed leaving something so big that I created. I would work on this until I was 100. Yeah, well, I say that. I That's just purely pulling that out of my ass. Who knows? You, oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's a thing. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm just reflecting on what I might do should I just do a $1.1 billion sale. You would dedicate <laughs> yourself. No, yeah, kill you. I'll send someone to kill you, Ben. You would dedicate <laughs> yourself to this show 24-7, to all our, the UDU, the MBA. And, and that's coming along really amazing, by the way. Like, You've been like working so freaking hard to get that all uh, taken care of. So thank you so much on that. 
That's all right. It's still, yeah, if you are a UDU, thank you for reminding me of that. If you are a UDU team member, the call is out now for you to merge on over from the UDU server to the MBA server. The UDU server will cease to exist in open available form in about two weeks. It will be all pushed back to storage. So if you haven't got yourself on over there yet, there is a link to the new server in the announcements channel in the UD server. Get yourself on over there. Lickety split and dive yourself in. I sound like <laughs> Grease Man. You sound like the big. <laughs> dive yourself on into the future of the UDU team and everything else that's happening at NBA. Stripped down, more collated, all together in one space. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Still so pretty. Like, you, you won't have to have three freaking. Discord, there's just one freaking Discord. It's a UDU Samurai Aquatics MBE. But a bing, but a bing, but a bong. Yeah, it's the UDU's turn for the next two weeks. Then we'll flip that over to the MBE once they're all set up and established. And yeah, but maybe it's not a bada bing, bada boom. It's a bada 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 bing, bada 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 boom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a few more butters, a few more bings, and hopefully not too many booms. <laughs> Anyway, we got off track there. What do we say here? Um, Yuga Labs co-founder has since stepped back. Yes, we said that. Um, the company is all in on developing its gamified virtual world, which is meant to sit at the intersection of all its NFT brands, like Board 8, Yacht Club, CryptoPunk. Sorry, because I, I was right. Mebits uh, and 10KTF. The company has recently bought on a number of game-focused executives to help lead its expansion. Notably, new CEO Daniel Allegri, formerly of Activision Blizzard, Chief oh, Gaming wow. Officer Spencer Tucker, and Chief Creative Officer Michael Figue. Okay. Yeah. They got plenty of money and they're investing it wisely. Hodlers of other deed NFTs have eagerly awaited the game's release, participating in live virtual demos called Trips that have welcomed thousands of players called Voyages at a time. <laughs> Like During these trips, voyagers can speak to each other, engage in team-based tasks with an ensemble of popular influence and streamers. Snoop Dogg's son and NFT collector Cordial Brodus led one team during the most recent event in March. Cool. Wow, good but, for uh, you. As the NFT market continues to struggle amid an extended bear market and as interest in Yuga Labs' flagship NFT brand bought Ape Yacht Club has sunk among formerly fervent collectors, other deed hodlers are growing ever anxious about the game's success. Huh. Yuga is aware of these concerns and understands the importance of other side to its continued growth. Earlier this month, CEO told Axios that the company plans to offer more short-term experiences before other side is ready to be fully launched as an immersive buildable virtual world. Okay. So this is an important point to make now. As we always do, I'm going to put an Upland spin on this. Now Upland has come under fire. It might've been, I definitely remember, I don't know if I heard it or read it recently, where there's a thing where, um, oh, maybe it was in our last UDU podcast where we're having that conversation with Blue Rain and stuff like Shaktelin mentioned that, yeah, but we're on an aeroplane as it's being built. And Blue's counterpoint uh -huh. was, yeah, but there's other aeroplanes in the sky flying past us, you know. So I, I think both of them have very strong points. Um, yeah. I get I get Shaq's point, and I think this this speaks to Shaq's point where imagine like Upland is still famously in better. Well, imagine if it was still enclosed better and all of this stuff was just being doing, all of this stuff that we have to date was just being built 
by a small amount of better testers, like 100, 200 better testers. And then five years later, okay, here's our metaverse. And then we all get into it on there. Yeah. One of the downsides of being in a emerging space is that you have to be patient. You have to deal with things. So that's cool that Yuga Labs is looking to do some more short-term experience as well as part of that. So yeah. Is racing in Upland clunky? Yes. Will it be better in the future? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Could it be considered a short-term experience? Yeah, for sure. But I do fully appreciate and agree with Blue Range um, point of view too, that things like uh, spatial, well, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel here with, this other system that doesn't work when spatial clearly works and yeah. it's already there ready to use. So that as I think you mentioned on the show that nobody's right or wrong. It's just different perspectives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So no, this looks really cool. I think so. If you are a board eight yacht club member, I think you'd be all over this. Oh, what's um, that? This is part of their space. Earlier today, we brought together a small focus group of 40 voyages in LA to delve into other side for a vibe check. Wow. I want to be at that vibe check. <laughs> that looks yeah. so cool. So, so though not an official trip. Yeah. During the demo, the selected ape holders transversed a massive island created for the experience called a tier five island. Oh, look, they're doing tiers as well for its wow. huge size. Wow. And we're able to provide Yuga Labs with crucial feedback in real time. I want an island. Yes. But I don't have uh, like millions of dollars to spend on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a relatively short show for you today, folks. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. We'll get you out here nice and early because I've got another load of rocks to deliver. And I said to Cheese, I do have an idea for another meet Sudiverse reality little snippet fun thing. I like doing those, but this one's going to be a flip side. Like normally I complain about how the meet Sudiverse sucks compared to the metaverse. Well, I'm going to go flip side today. I think if I can, there's a mouthful of words I've got to spit out to make it work, but yeah, sometimes the metaverse ain't all cracked up as what it's set out to be. Yeah. So any, anything, anything is is what you make it. Indeed. Should I go out of here? I think so. All right, stay fresh, cheese bags. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up.
you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Oh, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We got saunas to fire you up, and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally, stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating, and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz, and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Ligeti Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor. <laughs>